Good morning and welcome back to Margin. This morning we're going to talk about how to manage your finances in your 30s. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you want to build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. So after you have taken an inventory of your debt and you've ordered it based on one of the debt payoff methods or using the 12 steps to debt payoff, the next benchmark will be increasing your investing, actually looking at how you can expedite the process of your investing for your future, for your retirement. Now, following the specific order of first eliminating your personal debt, then increasing your investing is an an approach that is intentional. It really is. It's intentional because it ensures that you have a systematic approach to setting yourself up for success. Now, when you are looking at increasing your contribution to retirement, I would first look at your plan to spend, otherwise known as your budget. Take a look at how much leeway you actually have in your budget once your debt is wiped out, once it's paid off, and and once you've actually fully funded a rainy day fund. Uh, And then I would also say once you have proactively uh, gotten into the rhythm of giving. Now, this will show you how much you can increase from an investing standpoint to ensure that your lifestyle is covered while taking advantage of any benefits that uh, that you were not maxing out previously. Now, this may be in the form of a Roth IRA. It may be that contribution. It may be a company match uh, for a 401k that you have set up through an employer. It may also be a health savings account that you have set up through your employer that you haven't taken advantage of. But looking at tax favorable options and employer benefits will ensure that you are structuring your finances in a manner where you're taking advantage of those, that you are moving into a mindset where uh, you are utilizing investment vehicles in order to accomplish your goals. So that all said, you may have an investment vehicle that you are more familiar and comfortable with. That may be something that you want to utilize. Now, I would encourage you to not just invest in something because it's what everyone else does. And in fact, probably not invest in it if it's something that just everyone does, but invest in something because it's an asset class that you like, something that you understand and is something that you don't mind holding on to uh, with the market fluctuations. Now, that being said, oftentimes it's easy to let a fear of missing out set in for all of us. Uh, and, And it may cause us to be a speculative investor in risk, Uh, the loss of resources simply because you wanted to sound sophisticated. Maybe you wanted to sound diversified or because you're flat out just getting stuck in the trap of being greedy. And, And I think everyone can succumb to this at some point or another, but I would encourage you to choose an investment plan that you are most comfortable with that provides the returns you are looking for net of fees and are the risk 
tolerance or have the risk tolerance that you can stomach. Now, there's a lot of investments that may be great investments, but you may not be able to, to stomach the risk that goes along with those. Now, although we all like to think we can time the market, let's be honest, we don't do that well. Now, think about all the people in the last six to seven years in particular that have annually predicted a recession at one point or another. Those that have predicted it last year um, may have thought that they were a genius, yet the government-enforced recession of sorts was caused by a black swan event that could not have been accurately tied or linked to a contributing factor associated to a decline in the financial or the housing or consumer goods, or maybe even the labor market uh, that, uh, that someone would be able to determine. So you may be thinking, if I can't time the markets, what do I do? How do I determine that? And I would just encourage you to not. You can know the times to a certain degree, but I would just say that you and I can't time the markets. So simply set it and calibrate it. Make sure that you are annually looking at your asset allocation and reallocating from those areas that have performed exceptionally well to those areas that have taken a hit. Now, this may be counterintuitive, but it prevents you and I from buying high and selling low. And going through the process of doing that instead of forcing us to sell high and buy low, always recalibrating. Now, you may be wondering how much you should be investing. And my response is that this would all depend upon the vision that you have for your life. Now, it's not as clear and succinct uh, as, as I would love for it to be, but I also want it to be tailored to you. So... This is why it's important to put these steps in order. The steps that we have looked at from the benchmark standpoint and looking at your vision first. Now, this answer will dramatically change based on the amount of time until you ideally want to retire and maybe the lifestyle that you want to live at that point. Now, for example, you've heard me talk about the FIRE community that predominantly uses the 4% rule, which is the safe withdrawal rate in order to utilize the egg, but not kill the hen, meaning that you take the investment uh, money that the investment produces, but you don't take out the investment itself. Now, many who are pursuing early retirement need to save significantly more than the typical person in order to hit the retirement savings much faster at a faster rate. Now, I've seen many people take an approach uh, from the FIRE standpoint of, of putting aside 60 to 80% of their incomes to expedite this process. But, uh, but you may not have the stomach or the, um, the willingness to, to do that. So based on the FIRE community and the FIRE approach, let's look at an example that would fit that. Let's assume that you are currently 30 years old and you make 80000 per year after tax. Now let's also assume that you currently spend about 70% of that or 55,000 per year on your lifestyle. And let's look at it from a standpoint of what you anticipate spending in retirement, which would be about 45,000 in this case per year. Now, if you spent your 20s actually investing in maxing out your Roth IRA, which is currently sitting at about 6,000 per year as a max, 
that would compound to about 100,000 by the age of 30. But then when you turned 30, let's say that you began putting away 60% of your annual income and starting to invest 48,000 per year to retirement. Now, assuming that you have an emergency fund of six months and that you no longer need to contribute this, but you then decide to contribute 5% outside of your retirement savings to further bolster savings accordingly, your FIRE figure would then be $1,125,000, allowing you to retire right at the age of 40, so in the next decade. Now, this would include both your investment accounts as well as your savings. Now, this is an extreme example. This is a example that would be part of someone who is a part of the FIRE uh, community and, and that movement, uh, the financial independence retire early movement. But let's assume a, a more typical situation where someone who is 30 today wants to retire at the age of 65. And let's say for the simplicity's sake of the equation uh, that they make 80,000 per year and spend 55,000 um, on their lifestyle. And let's assume that they don't have any uh, wage increases, salary increases over those years, which is obviously highly unlikely. But um, but this person also wants to be able to spend 45000 per year in retirement. Now, let's say that they save 15% of their income per year. And at the point of being 65 years old, they have about $5 million in retirement savings at this point. Now, you can see the significant difference between each track. One, you're saving $1.1 million by the age of 40. The other, you are saving $5 million by the age of 65. Now, setting up a vision based on what you actually want is crucial. So that being said, I would recommend you set up a plan that includes your own contribution of 20% of your gross income. That doesn't include, of course, the free money that would be a uh, you know something that would be provided as a match. But I would just encourage you to max out first and foremost your contribution to your Roth IRA, then focus on that company match and maxing that out, and then moving on to a traditional IRA. Now, this more aggressive approach allows you to have options before the age of 65 if you decide to retire earlier. So you may be thinking next, what should I actually invest in? If I follow these rules, if I follow this advice, uh, what should I actually invest in? And unfortunately, the advice is all over the board and, and you'll get a lot of different advice depending on who you go to. But if you have a sponsored plan, you will most likely fall into the age-based retirement fund that looks at the retirement year in, uh, in the future and, and, and you invest in various aspects in order to factor in risk, to factor in the length of time until you retire and a number of other factors. So beyond this, I always recommend looking for low-cost options, meaning that you're looking for low-cost management fees uh, that keep up with S&P 500. Now, I typically look for index funds with low management costs. Now, these also typically have low fees, but I would look at that in particular. And then also they have steady returns over the last 10 years. So you just look at their track record. But I would just go into the process of figuring out what investment routes you have available to you first and utilizing not only maxing out your Roth IRA, 
and in your company's sponsored plan with their match, but also going into looking at a traditional traditional IRA from a tax perspective and within that traditional IRA looking at how you may be able to uh, to take the route of an index fund or a lower cost fund than a uh, than a, a mutual fund and being able to go in that direction that uh, that prevents you from from having fees and uh, higher management costs eat into your uh, future proceeds, your, your investment as a whole. So my call to action today is to use an online calculator to calculate the amount of savings you will need to put aside, to put away in order to retire based on what you've determined your vision to be. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your day and we'll see you back here tomorrow. If this information is helpful to you, explore the Margin Membership, where me and my team will help you take the information you're learning and apply it to your life and your finances. I've built an interactive course that allows me and my team to come alongside people like you to help you revamp your finances and build margin into your life. Click the link in the description below for more information. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow, visit millenniummargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.